Welcome to the podcast for international students by international students. My name is Jordana Glume, and this is us in the U.S. Hello and welcome back to Us in the U.S. Today I'm with a very special guest, the first non-athlete that we have here in the podcast, uh, Nikola Petrovic. How are you? Very good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So tell us a little bit more about you. Like, who's, who's Nikola? All right. So I was, I was born in Serbia, Belgrade, and I lived in Lugano, Switzerland. Uh, came back to Serbia after that, and I realized that I, I could live a pretty nice and complacent life in Serbia, but I just didn't want everything to be handed to myself. So at 16, I left uh, home and uh, I enrolled in a boarding school in Cleveland, Ohio, which was my first time being in the United States for my junior and senior years. And then I, I loved the United States, the system, the opportunities, and I decided to enroll uh, at SMU um, as a 2024 graduate. We're, we're in the same class, we're in the same school, and we're actually in the same faculty. We're, we're both in Cox, it's the business school here at SMU. I'm majoring in business management. You, you're, what's your major? My major is finance with a concentration in real estate. Okay, you just mentioned that you were born and um, partially raised in Serbia, and then you moved to Lugano. Um, tell us a, li a little bit, like, how was the experience of growing up in different um, countries and cultures and obviously languages as well. Of course, and even in, in Serbia, I had uh, two styles of growing up. I was, I was living with my family, my parents in the capital city, which is Belgrade. But also, uh, when I was a kid, I used to spend a lot of time in Bajna Bashta, which is a very small city um, by the border with Bosnia, where my grandma lives and it only has a population of, of about 20,000 and it feels like a village and I was bonded with a lot of friends uh, from Baina Bashta. Uh, we had trees in the backyard, uh, we used to do all the stuff kids, kids play, like just go around and come up with new games and have so much fun. Um, and then in the capital I was going to school until I left in for fourth grade of middle school to go to Lugano. And when I came to, to Switzerland, I didn't even speak Italian because I was supposed to live in the German part. And then uh, one to two weeks before school started, we decided to move to Lugano instead, which is, which is an Italian um, speaking part. So the first day of school was like a shock to me because I came in and... Uh, Nobody spoke Italian, nobody spoke English because the second language in um, Lugano, the, the school is French. Oh. Um, so I had to adapt very quickly, but in about two months I was fluent in Italian, making friends and having a very good time. And as a kid, I was, I was very young, I believe I, I was nine at the time. And the younger you are, the easier it is to adapt. And that definitely helped me. And then when I came back to Serbia after that, I also had to adapt back, you know, no matter, no matter how much. How old were you when you moved um, back to Serbia? I was 
12, I believe. Okay. And uh, when I came back, um, it's like you have to you have to go back to your old ways and unlearn so many of the things you learned. But it was it was a good experience overall, and I would do it all over again. That uh, trip to to Switzerland actually made me more open to to going abroad for school, high school and college. And I'm sure that it was a it played a big part in me deciding to go and away from home and coming to the United States. Because then when um, you're 16, you come um, to the US, you go to boarding school. Where, where was your boarding school? Yeah, it's called Andrew Salzburg Academy. It's located in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, I already had some friends there that I knew from Serbia uh, who played sports in that school. And um, they connected me with the advisor from Serbia. And I applied, got in, and decided to see how it is. It was my first time coming to the United States. I've never seen how it looked. And I took it as a two-year trial period to see if I want to stay for uh, some some more years and here we are with many more years to come. Um, and what's the, what was like the difference or um, how did you experience the transition from Serbia to um, Switzerland and from Serbia to the US? Obviously you were um, older, you were more mature, but still like it's again moving um, new friends, new language, it's a different culture, like how did you adapt to um, the US? compared to how did you do in um, Switzerland? Well, I, I cannot say which one was easier, but they were definitely different because when I moved to Switzerland, I was relatively young. And as I said, the younger you are, the easier it is to adapt, I guess. Um, but uh, when I came to the United States, I came into a community with many international students who were all in the same boat as I was. And making friends was easier than ever, uh, really. I, I'm still in touch. I keep in touch with a lot of people from my boarding school because we really bonded like family. And I guess that both of the transitions went fairly well, considering how big of a bite it is for, for a kid uh, when he's like nine and 16. Yeah, I get to like, 16 it's like really you're really young when you're 16 to move to a whole different country and start basically like a new life and then you did it again kind of when you were like 18 to come here to dallas because how far like ohio and um dallas are they like i guess it's a five hour flight okay so they're yeah. pretty far it's a different part of the country so how are you living the experience of college? Because obviously the college in the US, it's like a dream for um, a lot of people, but how are you living it compared to how it was in high school? Cause, or like boarding school, you, you said that there was um, many international students in there. And well, there's a decent amount of international students at SMU, but it's a different story. Like college is a whole different story. Absolutely. and. My boarding school had only uh, 100 to 150 international students and everybody knew each other so well that we literally felt like family. And I used to live in a house with 20 other guys and we bonded like brothers. Some, some may even compare it to a 
fraternity life in college, but I, I don't I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in the same boat. Um, anyways, yeah, coming to college, I I knew what to expect, and it was even even an easier transition, I would say, because everybody who comes to college, like most most of uh, the kids who come to college, it's their first time being away from parents. And everybody feels a little lost. That's what that's what I see, uh, especially in freshman as a sophomore. Now yeah. I can I can look back, and and just analyze. But it was a very good transition because everybody was looking f- to make new friends, start a new life, um, and just have a have a good time overall. Have you noticed? Um big difference going from boarding school or like high school um, to living the life of a college student? Yeah, definitely it's very different because when you're in a boarding school you still have um, people who you have to report to, they have to know where you are if you're staying uh, late at night. I know some boarding schools, uh, friends who went to more conservative boarding schools and more like strict boarding schools told me that they weren't even allowed to like leave and sleep over at other friends. But here in college, you're completely free. Nobody's going to bother you. Nobody's going to call to see where you are at four in the morning. And it is really living by yourself because nobody's going to tell you what to do. If you don't schedule schedule your uh, day, you can you can sleep in all day. Or if you go out at 5 a.m. and f- come back at 5 a.m., that's fine as well. Um, so the boarding school knows that kids are coming in young. I was 16 and I had friends who came in even, even younger. And they really need some guidance. But when you come to college, uh, there's nobody to, to schedule your day to see uh, what you're doing, how productive you're being. So... I would say college is all up to you. You can you can make it, or <coughs> or you can um, just be lazy and do nothing. I mean, if you're un, if you're considering coming to the United States for for college and not trying to be the best, you might as well just stay in your in your country. You need motivation, uh, work ethic, and it's definitely not easy. But if you stick through it, it's going to be worth it tenfold. And now, obviously, like you, now we have talked about like your life in Serbia, in Switzerland, now in the U.S. That means that you speak a lot of languages. So, um, how? What are the languages that you speak um, right now? Well, when I when I list the languages I speak, I I never say the number because it's subjective, what you want to consider. But I'll I'll list them right now. So I, I speak Serbian. That was my the first language I learned, and then arguably it was English before Italian, but I I could say the other way around because I really didn't know English before um, before uh, like middle school, and I became fluent in Italian before I became average in English. Then, um, of course, I learned Spanish in high school because. Uh, some of my best friends were from Spain or South America and I wanted to to learn another language so I was like why not why not learn Spanish and then I ended up talking to my Spanish and uh, South American friends in 
in Spanish for some time. And in high school, I, I, I learned French from the fourth to the eighth grade, so for five years. Um, but I've started forgetting a bit of French. I should probably polish that up. And I can speak some Balkan languages like Croatian, Bosnian, etc. And that's where the subjective part comes in. You can count them if you want or, or just count it all as Serbian. And then, like, I don't know how many languages are those, but it's like a decent amount. How do you think this is going to help you? Like, how does it help you now and how does it help you in the future? Or how do you think it will help you in the future? I think that um, knowing languages is going to be less important as we move on in the future because machines are going to have instantaneous translators. Um, it's like people are going to have earbuds translating languages for them. Uh, so I don't think that um, I would necessarily uh, take on another language just for the sake of speaking it. But what I see languages as it's icebreakers, where if I meet somebody from one of the countries that I can, I can speak the language, I can uh, say something to them and it's, it's going to make them smile and uh, break the ice immediately and make them more friendly and make myself even more memorable. And when people ask me, why don't you minor in Italian? I'm like one or two classes away from, from being able to have a minor in Italian is because I don't really see, see it as a differentiation when looking for a job. Uh, so I feel like it wouldn't be as useful on my resume. Um, because as I said in the future, I think that uh, languages are not going to be as important. Now, when we're saying if I could go back to Europe, maybe live in Italy, work for an Italian company, or um, like speak Spanish at work, even here in Texas, we're pretty close to the border mm -hmm. of Mexico. And uh, or like I was in, I was in Miami last week, and yeah, exactly. And even like my Uber drivers didn't speak English, oh, yeah. so I had to talk to them in Spanish. And it's definitely useful to know more languages, um, but if I see it as a differentiating trait when looking for a job, I would say not necessarily. And then, like here in um, the U.S., it's probably, I feel it's one of the um, countries with more diversity and more cultures. It's like all the major cities have like Chinatowns and um, there's just like a lot of cultures living together. How do you feel um, in, in here, just knowing that you're not like, what well, we're not American and stuff, that how do you feel? Because I feel like Americans have different um, perspectives or different um, thoughts about maybe like Hispanic people or, or like Asian people or Serbian people, you know, like even though they put almost everyone in like European, but how, how do you feel? Yeah, I mean, being a foreigner in the United States, I think it's the best country for it because there's so many and so many more coming in every day looking for opportunities and a lot of American people are used to being surrounded by, by some foreigners. And I think that you can either see it as a burden or as an advantage, and you can use it however, however you'd like. I've been in situations where being an international student was, or even like an international in the States, was a disadvantage, but instead of like 
being said about it and dwelling on it, I decided to see, well, okay, if, it, if it's not good in this situation, then it must be, it must have an upside in a different yeah. situation. So what can I use it for that's going to uh, make me stand out? And I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely feel good being a foreigner in the United States. Yeah, I actually, because um, obviously like my ethnicity is Asian, but I was raised in Spain. It's like I was adopted, so my family and um, everyone around me is like um, fully white European. And sometimes even in Spain, going out in Barcelona, sometimes people, when I, I'm sitting at a restaurant, they treat me like if I was Asian. But in the US, I feel like um, they're so used in having um, Asian Americans and like diversity that sometimes they even think I'm from here, like that I'm American. Um, so I feel like, as you said, if you have to be a foreigner in uh, a country, the best one to be is like the U.S. And then I just wanted to know, like you that speak a lot of languages, have a very cultural person since you've lived um, in different places. Why do you think um, cultural diversity is an important thing in like society and life? I guess if you really understand different cultures, you can you can break down. Uh, the stereotypes and see how different some people live from from what you believe is is the norm. Um, I mean, when I was a kid, I lived a life that most of the United States kids couldn't even imagine, um, especially now with technology and and whatnot. But if you go around and see the world, I mean, there's we only have one planet that we can visit so far. And if you go around and see all the different cultures and, and, and countries, then you come back to the United States. If you're at a good position, you can you can become a voice for the voiceless and like share share what you know about parts that many people couldn't even imagine truly. And then also, if you if you see the world and you can you can decide what's a good fit for you um, and I, I feel like there's no right place to be there's just your right place to be yeah. right if if everybody um, wanted to live in one city it wouldn't be possible right um, some people find it nice to come to the States some people want to go to Italy others want to go to China and there's a there's a place for everybody you just got to find your fit Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And now that we're just like saying that where people want to go and stuff, what is your plan after college? Because um, right now you're a sophomore, you're in your second out of four years of college, but um, have you thought about what is Nicola going to do after you graduate? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of outlets. I have options, but uh, number one right now is to stay in the United States. I'm a finance major. If I, if I go into finance, I might uh, stay in Dallas or go to New York. Uh, if, if I move into real estate, um, I can go to Florida. I can stay in Texas. Um, and going back to Europe is always going to be an option. So I want to I wanna stay in the States for as long as I can and for as long as I enjoy it. And coming here as an international student, like looking for opportunities that we might not find where we're from, do you think like the whole process, the whole experience, like is it worth it? Definitely, yeah. For 
if you know what you're doing, if you have a goal in your mind, um, if you if you set it down and and execute upon it, yes. If you're just coming here to wing it and and see how it is, I mean, sure you can you can go to a boarding school. I I highly suggest going to a boarding school uh, before college because it's it's really a time where you can see how it is before committing to a big thing because like switching colleges especially through different countries I, I suppose it's not easy I haven't thought about it much but I suppose it wouldn't be easy so if you can if you're if you're able to I would highly suggest coming to a boarding school for a year or two and really see how how you fit in the United States and you know the answer there's no one answer for some people it's going to be worth it for some people it's not um, but as I say if you come here with a plan and know what you want to do then I would suggest that it's worth it yeah I guess um, sometimes um, outside the US like in Europe and I, I, I guess in um, South America and all that stuff there's like the concept like the American dream and I feel like people assume that you'll get here and you have like a lot of opportunities and a lot of contacts, but as you said, like you need a plan, you need to work hard. Um, you'll have all the opportunities if you're committed to what you want to do. It's not that you can just like, you will just get here and everything will be handed to you. And I feel like sometimes that is something people might not understand or have like wrong assumptions about. Because um, I've got a lot of comments of like, oh, like you're set for life and stuff, or like you're living the life. It's like, yes, but at the same time, I work hard. I work hard on the field, in classroom. It's like, it's a different um, conception. Like people have a different conception of what like the American life as an international person is like. Absolutely. Here you gotta you gotta compete with more people than ever. You gotta bite, really. You gotta fight for yourself. I mean, this morning I woke up at eight eight a.m. on Saturday just to attend a finance event, uh, and no, nobody made me do it. I, I made it because I wanted to, um, really. And opportunities are there if you if you want to grab them. If you're the best and you deserve it, you'll definitely get the opportunities. If you come here to chill and uh, just enjoy life and be lazy then you you're not going to get anything out of the united states united states experience exactly and now to start um wrapping it up i asked these two questions to all my guests the first one as always is like what is something that you think people might not know um or expect from being an international student um so what's, what's yeah one of my the the thing i'll say is that People don't expect how memorable you are to other American people as an international student. Uh, I go, I go through, through our college campus and people start um, like greeting me like, what's up Nicola, how are you? And sadly, I can't always remember who they are uh, because if, think, think about it this way, in a day as an international student or even as an American, you might meet like 10 to 20 other Americans, right? But there's going to be this one international student that you are going to see and, and, and it's going to catch the eye of, of people and they're going to remember you way more than, than, than other people.
people s uh, similar to them? Actually, the other day, like last night, we went to um, uh, a bar and stuff with my friends, and some like a bunch of football players just come to me, and they're like, "You're the one from Spain, right?" I was like. Yes, like, do I know you? And they're like, no, but like, people have told us that there's a girl in the soccer team that's from Spain. And it's like, it's always like, that's true. Like, Americans, other like our classmates, they will meet 20 people, but they'll be like the guy from Serbia and the girl from Spain. And that's that's actually like, I never thought about that. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like if you stay different, you stay yourself, you bring a bit of your country's culture, and and you differentiate yourself you can really be successful in the states and last one we have talked about this a little bit but for you what was the biggest part of um, transitioning and let, not to the US but let's say to SMU like to college I'd say just make as many friends as you can go out to every single event in my first semester of SMU uh, if I'd see anything going on I would sign up for it some of some events were excellent some were horrible but as an experience, definitely try to do as much as you can. Even attend the stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think that you'd enjoy. Because you'd be surprised how many good people you can meet just through, through social events, clubs, and, uh, and, and parties. So that will be it. Thank you so much, Nicola. Um, I wish you the best and just have a good day. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me in another episode of Us in the U.S. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Us in the U.S. Pod. My name is Rudina Kulume, and this is Us in the U.S.